0: What a blessing, who would imagine a king born in a stable, born in a manger filled with hay, wrapped in swaddling clothes. I can only imagine the shepherds going, well, I don't know what kind of king this is, but he's on our level. (laughs) They understood a little something about mangers and hay and stables. They were comfortable with that. I'm glad I have a king who was willing to come so low that I could be comfortable With who he was. Luke chapter one, let's stand together in honor of the reading of the Word of God if you're physically able. That baby hasn't fallen asleep in your lap already. Luke chapter number one, we'll begin reading in verse number 26. in the sixth month, this would be the sixth month of Elizabeth's expectancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin pure in every way, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out of a loud voice, with a loud voice saying, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed And there shall be a performance of those things Which were told her from the Lord And Mary said My soul doth magnify the Lord And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden For behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed For he that is mighty hath done in me great things And holy is his name And his mercy is is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll bless the preaching of the word of God. I pray, Lord, that you would have your way. Move in our midst. May the Spirit of God do a great work. God, I pray that the word of God would heal the brokenhearted, would strengthen the weak, or those who are in battle would receive what they need for the fight. Lord, those who are uh, in the storm of their life, Lord, may they find, Lord, peace in the midst of the storm. May they find not only the peace of God, but the God of peace to be with them. Go with us through the valley where death cast its shadow. Bring us safely out on the other side, and we will rejoice with you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Last week we talked about the anticipation of Christmas and how that... Uh, if we were if we were to go back 2016 so or so years and and find Mary in in this state uh, where she would be at at this moment in, in her life. She would be at the final stages, the 36th, 37th week of her expectation. The fullness of time would come and the 40th week would come and Jesus would be born. But that moment of anticipation building and building as we get closer to that very moment when the Son of God would be born into this world. When John chapter 1 would come true where the Word became flesh and dwelt among us that moment when the first cry of the Savior, the voice of the Creator would echo out of that stall and break the silence of God that had reigned over the earth for 400 years. It would be an incredible moment of anticipation as a mother and father are expecting a son. An incredible moment of anticipation as Isaiah had proclaimed seven years, 700 years earlier that, that there would be a son given and his name would be called Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. He's the Mighty One. We're, we were looking forward to him from Genesis 3 all the way till now. The anticipation of Christmas. The countdown to Christmas. This morning though, I want to talk about the call of Christmas. The call of Christmas. Because see, Christmas has a call. Because Christ came, there is a calling that has gone out. Because of Christ's birth, there is a call that echoes down through the ages. And with every call, there are unseen, unknown things that come with that call. I think about... uh, God put a calling on my life for education. And all I knew was that I had had great teachers, and I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a great teacher. God burdened it on my heart to be a teacher, and, and I remember when he did. I remember almost the moment, and I remember uh, uh, how I felt about that. I thought, man, that would be exciting to be able to teach. I, I, I don't know what I thought a teacher was, or what I thought a teacher did, uh, but I, I do what I saw them do, and I said, "Hey, that looks fun to me. I'll take charge of thirty kids and whip them into shape in a year and send them on their way." Oh man, I went to college and 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 they had a class uh, and they had a class just on stuff like bulletin boards. Bulletin boards. I was a boy. I didn't even notice bulletin boards. What's a bulletin board? When they showed us what a bulletin board was, I thought, wow, I thought those just magically appeared like that. It looked really cool in every school hallway. <laughs> I didn't know you had to cut out letters. I didn't know you had to come up with a, a concept, a theme, an idea. I didn't know it had to be cohesive. And I certainly didn't know they could grade it and give you an F, but I found out they could. <laughs> Grades? Grading papers? I, I thought grades just appeared on report cards and you went home and got in trouble. I didn't know that somebody had to grade all those papers, read that handwriting and, and translate that handwriting into English and try to come up with a con, uh, some kind of an answer that was somewhere in the neighborhood of something close to what was expected that the teacher had droned on and on about for hours and hours on the end. Lesson plans, I had no idea what a lesson plan was. Where did a lesson plan come from? Goals and objectives, what is that? Who did that? Why, why did it? I just want to teach, turn me loose. I got a lot of knowledge I can share. With every calling, there are unseen and unknown things that come with that calling. With the presence of this angel in the midst of the of the life of this young lady who had kept herself clean and kept herself pure, and, and, and here she is, and her life is suddenly interrupted by a call. It's a call to Christmas. I can remember when, uh, when we found out we were going to have our first child. I remember when, when we found out we were expecting with Morgan. We didn't know she would be Morgan. Uh, we didn't know, boy, girl, we didn't you know, know all that, we just knew, we were expecting, and uh, I had grown up in a house with six kids, and I had, uh, I don't want to point any fingers and name any names, but I changed diapers before, and uh, burped babies before, I remember the first time I warmed up a bottle, and, and tested it on my wrist, I don't know why the wrist, but I did, just like mom told me to, and I could remember all that th- those things, I thought, man, having a baby, this is going to be great, this is going to be fun, this is going to be wonderful, add a new person to our house going to make things interesting uh, oh boy did it make things interesting and I, I, I didn't know I didn't know you had to get up in the middle of the night I thought people slept at night I went to bed at night woke up in the morning and everything seemed fine at my house there was six kids I didn't know I, I finally found out that I now sleep like a baby wake up every two hours crying amen, And it's just that rough You don't don't know. And with every calling, there are things you don't know about. This calling in Mary's life that we see here in chapter 1 when God sends the angel, he does not force his will on Mary, but rather he presents her and proposes to her that she could be the one. She says yes. And accepts the call in her life, not knowing all that it would hold. But she did know some things. Now, I want you to notice, first of all, that the calling here in Luke chapter 1, it was a calling that called her to a birth, a calling that called her to a birth, the calling in her life required that a birth would happen. We may not know everything about birth and I don't think medical science today still knows everything there is to know about birth but we do know this, that birth is hard. Birth is painful. Birth is is by no means convenience. Birth is sacrifice. Birth is a serious situation medically. It is a serious situation on many levels. We know that birth is a difficult thing. It is a precious thing. It is a powerful thing. Birth is so important that every one of us just about celebrate it every year till we get about 59. Then the ladies stop. They don't celebrate births anymore. I know a few men who don't. They decide they don't want to celebrate that date. I personally am going to celebrate it till the day I die because every time I have a birthday I just think I can't believe I made it another year. But birth requires sacrifice. It meant there would be pain. Birth is a giving up of our rights. When when we bring another life into our life, we sacrifice our rights and privileges and freedoms for the life of another. And that may be why in American society today, so many have a hard time accepting the responsibility of birth. She had a calling, and this calling was a calling to a birth. He says in verse 31, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. There is so much of a burden of responsibility here that it is unbelievable. So we see that the calling was not only a calling for a birth, but it was a, this calling formed a burden. This calling formed a burden. We see it in verse 34. Mary hints at the burden she will have to bear when she says this. How shall this be seeing? I know not a man there are implications in this phrase that first of all she says God this is physically impossible because I have kept myself pure and I will not violate that purity I will not violate my marriage I will not violate my commitment to Joseph I know not a man and so she speaks of the physical impossibility and God says with men this is impossible but with God all things are possible and because of the power of God his ability to place a baby be in that womb without the violation of that lady was simply because he had the power to do it. And by the way even the religious world today I will think you're crazy if you say I believe Jesus was born of a virgin because religion is trying to hold hands with science we're trying to get along with science when much of science has turned its back on God and his word. I still believe Jonah was swallowed by a whale. I still believe God's people crossed over the Red Sea on dry land. I still believe that God created everything in six literal 24 hour days and I still believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. He has that kind of power. But she also implied another factor and that is God you're placing a burden on me because if you make me with child and yet, I am pure. I will be falsely accused. My name will be dragged through the mud. There will be those, who not only in my day, but even 2,000 years later, who will accuse this precious and virtuous woman of having an affair with Roman soldiers, of having an affair uh, 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 with those in the Nazarite village. There are those who will accuse her of being nothing more than a harlot. But I'm here to tell you she was pure and was willing to bear that burden of difficulty, regardless of what men may say. This call not only was a call for a birth, but it was a call that formed a burden. This was a load that she would have to carry. And of course, as you mothers know, as that baby grows in the womb, the burden gets heavier and becomes more cumbersome. It creates pain. It creates a difficulty. Resting becomes even hard work. And, and, and here she is, willing to bear, carry this burden, willing to bear, uh, carry this load, willing to go through whatever it takes in order to fulfill the calling of her life would you accept the calling of your life if you knew that the calling of your life would mean that your name would be dragged through the mud, that people would lie about you and have a smear campaign about you? Would you be willing to do the calling if you knew that it did, it meant you would not be held up in, in, uh, uh, up on a stage in lights, that it would not give you glory and honor, but rather it would drag your name through the mud even though you knew in your heart you were clean and pure and innocent and had done nothing wrong. This is the burden that Mary willingly carried when she said yes to the angel's call. This is a call to Christmas. The call of Christmas was a call to a birth It was a call that formed a burden, but it was also a call that formulated a blessing. Look here, the Bible says, she's very clear. She says, I I know this is not gonna be easy, and I know others are gonna talk about me. I'm gonna have to go to Joseph and say, Joseph, I've gotta tell you something, Joseph. I'm having a baby, but listen, I haven't cheated on you. I'm having a baby, but I haven't done anything wrong. I'm having a baby, but I'm still clean and pure. I'm having a baby, but I but I I wanna keep our marriage vow." I'm having a baby. Can you imagine the burden of the message that Mary had to carry? Oh, she didn't just have to tell Joseph. She had to explain to mom and dad. Now, mom and dad, I, I-, I-, I know you're going to think I'm like the other girls in the neighborhood, but I'm not. An angel of the Lord has came to me. I can just imagine mom and dad going, oh, man, now we've heard everything. Hello? Hello? She was willing to carry that message, no matter how absurd that message may sound to its listeners. Hmm. You know something? Without the witness of the Holy Spirit, that message sounds absurd but here she comes and she comes to Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth says praise God the uh, the mother of our Lord has visited me and the baby you carry in your womb is the Almighty and the Holy Ghost filled her and with the witness of the Holy Ghost the message that seemed absurd when it fell on the world's ears was a message of rejoicing when it fell on Elizabeth's ears and I'm here to tell you we may have a message that seems absurd to the world but I'm telling you if The Holy Spirit bears witness to the message. It is a message of blessing and rejoicing, of life and freedom and salvation. And I'll proudly carry a message that the world may laugh and mock at, that the world may not understand. I will gladly carry the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is a part of our calling. The call to Christmas is a call to a birth it was a call that formed a, bl- a burden, but it also formulated a blessing. Listen, in, uh, uh, there's so many verses through here. In verse 34, Mary said, how shall this thing be seen? I know not a man. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and this holy thing shall be born, and thee shall be called the Son of God. Boy, when she goes, when she goes to see her, her cousin, look at this. Uh, the Bible says in verse 44, and blessed is she. That believe for there shall be the performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Mary then responds, My soul doth magnify the Lord. The Spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior, and he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. From henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. And on and on, Zechariah at the birth of John rejoices that John has come to carry the message of Christ. In verse 77, he says, John come to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sin through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. I'm here to tell you the message of John was the message of Mary. Jesus has come. The Messiah is coming and there is light in darkness and he will carry us through the shadow of death because Jesus came. I have no fear of death because he conquered death hell and the grave. You see it is this this this, uh, this call to Christmas which is a call to a birth and a call that forms a burden but it, it formulates a blessing at the end of the day. Mary said I'm the blessed one. You can drag my name through the dirt. It doesn't matter. Gee God has chosen to use me. I was of low estate before and I'm still of low estate but while I am blessed to be a part of God's plan. What a joy call to Christmas is a call that formulates a blessing it may not always seem that way but God and his will all things work together for good everything comes around and God brings it about that life becomes a blessing because of Christmas So, how does this apply to us How does this apply to you? How does this apply to 2016? Uh, Over 2,000 years since Mary heard that call. And that call in her life called her to a birth. It called her uh, to carry a burden. And it called her into a life of blessing. How does that translate to us? I would say to you that because Christ came in a manger. There is a calling to a birth in your life. God wasn't just interested in, in, in becoming real in Mary's life. God wants to become real in your life. He said, you must be born again. God wants there to be a birth in your life, a moment when you turn to him and say, God, I can't do it. There's nothing I can do for salvation. I like what the apostle, the apostle, the the deacon, uh, Philip said to the Ethiopian eunuch when he said, sir, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe with all thine heart and thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus is is the son of god i'm here to tell you this morning that there is a calling for a birth christmas the birth of christ requires that we respond to that birth by allowing ourselves to be born again unto him created in christ jesus under good works god is wanting us to receive his birth the birth of christ birthed in our heart see the call of christmas you, we can Listen, we can walk around and sing the Christmas carols. We can light up our shops and, and we can have our sales and stuff our stockings and wrap our presents. But I want to tell you something. Christmas does not require any of that. But because Christ came, it requires that you be born again. Amen. Reminded of the words of Dr. Oliver B. Green. As he would preach on the radio for, for decades and decades. In fact, he's been gone to be with the Lord for decades and he's still preaching on the radio. I remember one time he said someone once called him and said, Dr. Green, why is it that you're always preaching you must be born again, you must be born again, you must be born He said, every time I turn on the radio, you're saying you must be born again. He said, I just got one answer for that. There's only one reason I preach that, and that's because you must be born again. Christmas is a call to be born again. There's a calling to a birth. But I want to tell you something, child of God, if you've had Jesus born in your heart and you're a born again child of God, let me say this to you. That Christmas is not just a calling to a birth, but it is a calling that forms a burden. We must, every one of us must take up our cross and follow him. We must be willing to do what he would call us to do, to be what he would call us to be. We must recognize that because Jesus came for us and because Jesus gave his life for us, we too ought to be willing to give our lives for him. Forms a burden. But at the end of the day, Christmas brings about blessings. Oh there are those who sit on the outside and look in and say I wouldn't do that Christian life thing. Oh that's so hard. Oh that's so tough. Oh that's so rough. But I want to tell you something when they come in the doors and they get in on the inside of the family instead of saying how tough and rough and what a great burden it is they'll say oh I'm just blessed to be a child of God. I'm just blessed to be in the family of God. I'm just blessed to get to serve God. And one day I'll be blessed to live with him for all eternity. It turns into a blessing Blessing is a call that formulates a blessing. The call of Christmas. Christmas is calling today. It's crying out today. Jesus didn't come just so we could say, oh, let's celebrate a season. Jesus came to make a difference in your life. He came to make a difference in mine. He wants to set us free from the bondage of religion. The bondage of works for salvation. The bondage of I must do this to make God happy. I must do that in order so I can, so I can have enough good works so I can go to heaven. He has come to set us free from works salvation. He said it is no more of works. No more of works. Oh, what a blessing, what a freedom, what a joy to know. Christmas was not just so we could have a special 25-day celebration. Christmas came that there might be a birth in our life. We might be willing to carry the burden of Christianity that we might receive the blessings of God. What a joy this Christmas day. What a joy. As we get ready for Christmas, as we draw nigh, as we get closer, and my wife is checking things off her list. Cantata practice number 29. Yeah. Christmas concert, check. As we're checking those things off our list, as we're nearing to that day, we will gather with family. We'll open our gifts. Let us not forget that Jesus was the greatest gift the world ever received. And because he came, there is a calling. He's calling you. He's calling me. There's a calling of Christmas. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning. Lord, as you would speak and minister to us. Lord, if there's someone here today who does not know you as their Savior, Lord, I pray they'd come before it's everlasting too late. God, I pray they would receive you. And your gift of love they would realize it's not of works lest any man should boast and it's by grace and it's through faith that we can just accept you did everything it took to save us we can cease from this fruitless work of trying to earn our way to heaven God I'm thankful this morning because you came in a manger because you left heaven came to earth one day I'll get to leave earth and go to heaven. Lord, because you you left a pure and holy place and became sin for us. Lord, I get to leave this sinful place and go to a holy place with you. Lord, because you were born in a manger. I got to be born again. Lord, because you took the burden of life and carried it for a lifetime. Lord, I have a burden bearer to go by my side Lord I thank you this morning for all that you did at Christmas in Jesus name Amen